My name is Jelena Djokovic and you are listening to The Original Voice, a podcast created by The Original Platform. Welcome! We had an opportunity today to host Igor Booker, whose life story could easily be a screenplay for a movie. He's an entrepreneur who reinvented himself numerous times thanks to his sports mentality and unwillingness to compromise. It didn't come without a cost, so stay tuned and find out more about Igor. Originally, glass. Hello, Igor Boker. Yes, weird name, eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not. It's actually yours, so it's yeah. whatever you want it to be. Yeah, nobody can pronounce it. No. In the world. No, no, no. <laughs> well, thank you for being our guest at the Original Conversations. Uh, I'm really grateful that we've spent a few hours together talking about life and all the messages we want to send across through our platforms. Uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your start in life. What yeah. made you who you are today? Okay. Oh, that's a tough one from the start. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think it's very important, which you mostly discover later in life. I, I didn't know at that moment. I had a pretty rough start. I come from a divorced parents' family. I, I didn't have a nice youth or upbringing. More than really poor. And uh, I think that my, my grandparents threw me their lifeline when I was 12. So I started to live with my grandparents and uh, old school people uh, with a lot of norms and ethics, beautiful people. Uh, and and, and I, I can say that they saved my life. So to be very bold, uh, if it wasn't there f- for them, I would not have been sitting here, I think. And you consider yourself an old soul, old school yeah, yeah. Talk to my children. <laughs> they call me dinosaur. But I, uh, I, 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 I grabbed all the opportunities that I got from them, and and it shaped really who I am. That is what I know now. Of course, I'm 48. Uh, I was kicked out of professional football and uh, already expelled from college. So I was basically 24. And I, that I, was in Netherlands. Yeah. Yeah, I, I played in Switzerland, and in uh, and uh, I was a very good football player. But um, and what happened? No, I think due to my youth, my mentality was not okay enough. If, if a trainer said to me, well, if you don't do this and this and this, I, I would say, what? what? So you have uh, a very rebellious nature. Uh, you can say that. When I get <laughs> old, I get more mature and now I have children, I'm more responsible. But I'm a rebel at heart, yes. Mm. And, and were uh, you a team player? Back in the yeah, day? yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I was the captain of the team uh, way back because my mentality, I think that's also curiosity helped me a lot in life and my sports driven mentality. I, 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 I have a mentality that is, well, <laughs> I think you are aware what it means sometimes. You live with the pro. Mm. Uh, I, I can train 100 hours a week and I can really go into a trainee's camp and uh, I have the, uh, the dedication to, to leave everything behind if, if I really want to achieve something. How old were you when that happened? When I was kicked out of football, yes, uh, I think 23, 24, and I, I was nothing. I was broken. It was my dream, my passion. It was my income. It was my everything. So, well, like uh, every 23-year-old, they feel like they've reached the stars until you take off the carpet out of there. Yeah, and to be <laughs> honest, there was not much carpet left with me because I had no education because I was the guy that said, well, I'm going to be a professional player. I was a professional player. And so, so your I, dreams were... Um, completely fallen apart yeah. and then no education so mm. the, the, why well, not no education well because I was a professional football player who needed education anyway so <laughs> I thought oh no no school I'm going to I'm going to be the top of the world in the football player I will make so much money and I don't need school anyway so, so what did you do 
uh, yeah, go back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I thought, well, what now? And, and most football players that have failed in early life, they, they, they don't end up well. Uh, the stardom and the rigidum, uh, I lost everything, even my identity. Uh, I fell in love with marketing and, and the internet and, and that basically uh, gave me a, a second chance opportunity for which I was really grateful. And that became a, a new passion in my life. And, uh, and, and I owe a lot to the, um, my idea that the internet was going to revolutionize the world. People say, oh, you're an idiot. It's the trend to hype. It will, it will go away again. I knew for sure that this was going to shake up the world. And But so you started working for somebody. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I started to work for a, uh, you either go into gambling, <laughs> if you're an ex-professional football player, or you go into marketing. I ended up in sports marketing, fell in love with marketing. I studied my ass off. I, I learned four, five, six, seven hours a day. I, I loved it. But that's like your own education rather than the formal one. You didn't go back to school. Yeah, also at night. Are yeah, you yeah, went yeah, I went I working full time for a big listed company. Mm -hmm. I studied marketing, the, the traditional old school marketing, not very useful in my life have to say. <laughs> no it's it's useful as a basis mm -hmm. but the world changed and uh, what uh, did you build from that base then on what was the experience you gained working for that listed company what, what is the name of the company uh, I, I first started working for uh, Scoot it was a sort of uh, 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 competition of uh, the Yellow Pages and Google, very advanced company. So mm -hmm. uh, they were really looking for people that, that had a, a vision on the future, not so much skills because nobody had the internet skills at that moment. It was new to, the, to everybody in the world. So you, you start with equal odds, I think. And I, I, I worked 10 years as a chief marketing officer for, for big listed companies. So I really... When did you become the chief officer marketing officer? I think when I was... 28 or 29. That's quite early. Yeah, that's very early. Yeah. Well and done. I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't like it that much. I didn't like. <laughs> no, I didn't like the corporate world that much because it was all very traditional, advertising, TV driven, and there was this weird guy running around. He said, "The internet is more important. It can build our brand. We can build communities. We can build loyalty. We can." tailor content and personalize it. And I thought, well, what an idiot. We, we just do TV commercials. What is this guy about? <laughs> well, yeah. back in the day, I can imagine that that was quite a, a futuristic thinking because the internet just started back then, right? Yeah, it was just there. And I had a very, uh, I was responsible with a, a Swedish-Finnish company, a huge firm at that moment, uh, Telia Sonera. And, and um, they gave me the chief marketing officer role very early. I was very grateful. But I also said to the board, you either, I still had a pro mentality. You either kick me out if I fail, if I don't make my results. They said, why we just hire you? He said, yeah, but I want to be very clear. I'm going to do this for two years. This is what I want, would like to achieve with the budget that we have. But we're going to, 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 to make it a whole new ball game. So how did you, from the boy of broken dreams, basically Ooh. at the age of 23, get to the chief officer, um, marketing officer role, knowing exactly what you want? Yeah. What was in between that shaped you so much? Ooh. I think... Even prior to that, I think sports and my grandparents. My, my grandparents, my, my grandma, for example. was. What kind of relationship you had with them? What were the lessons you learned from them? Uh, the most important lessons were ethics. That's mm -hmm. why I feel terrible now. What, what, what I see in the world, we'll get to that later, mm -hmm. I think. Um, a dreamer is, or a winner is a dreamer who never quits. My grandma always said, Igor, don't complain. Start doing it. 
and uh, and, and be a good man. And uh, but if you really want it, don't talk about it. Just do it. And and losers have excuses. You always say blah 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 blah. You talk a lot. Now get back to work. If you want to achieve something, do it. So that really shaped. Was the were, were they uh, helping you to question things? Did they ask? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. the old school is usually do as you're told, right? Difficult, because I was, uh, of course, 12, 14, 15. I was puberty, in puberty. I was uh, uh, like every kid at that age. Difficult. I was a hooligan already. <laughs> uh, and, and then these old school people were telling me stuff. But I respected them a lot. They, 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 I, I asked a few things that really is important for the rest of my life. The power of media and, and ethics of people. You mentioned once that actually they showed you the f um, the old newspapers. Yeah. yeah. You can share that. Yeah, story. of course. I, I my grandparents had a, a bunch of newspapers somewhere stored really safe. And if I came near to it they said no, 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 you don't understand that yet. Curious as I am, I asked, but well, what is it? I want to know. It's the newspaper that your your granddad and I My grandmother, we brought it around in World War II against the Germans. It was an illegal newspaper. I still read that newspaper today. Eh? It's in Amsterdam, it's still a local newspaper which still exists. So for me, that's very special. And I asked them, what did you do? Why did you bring around the newspaper? You could get killed on the spot. Why would you do that? So they taught me about the ethics and right and wrong and that people should stand up if, if something is going on like in that time, the war or Hitler. And two, I said, but how do that? How did he get so many people mobilized to, to, to fight a war? And my grandparents explained me the power of media and propaganda. So from that moment, I think I was seven, eight, nine, ten years old. I, I listened to the story, but I think it shaped me for life. So ethics and, and subconsciously at first, and yeah, then I it think so. kind of yeah. kicked also in later. Also, the power on. of media and also the responsibility that comes with media and propaganda, which you now still, of course, see in the world of today. Is it today the power being abused? Yes, it is. Yes. Misused? Yeah, not only today. It has been uh, abused since the printing press. I think As, since we have powerful uh, mass media always oppressors or people have been trying to use the media to influence people's brains. That's why I'm so skeptic about media, journalism, uh, because I see the, re the role and the responsibility differently, of course. Uh, and maybe also um, the, the, the way of how education will help people to think through what they read and think for themselves that's to me really important what are the good examples today that you find because i know you criticize a lot of what's yeah. happening and, and yeah. i'd like to know what are the good examples well one of my drivers i think is that uh, I, i didn't plan to become an independent writer or speaker it was never part of the plan i didn't want to be on stage <laughs> I hated speaking. I well, you're very good at it. Yeah, I, I don't know <laughs> what it is. Maybe because I have a, a, a mission or a purpose. And, and on stage, it's like a fish in the water, a warm tropical sea. It's like walking towards my purpose. And, uh, and that is to inspire people that we can really use technology f f to build a, a greater, better cleaner planet. And I really, really, really believe that. So that's why I love to be on stage. I really believe that. And I, I speak about a lot of topics everywhere around the world, marketing, innovation. But, but if you would ask me what gets you up at night, it's, it's that we, we can cure diseases. We can still change the environment with technology. We can enhance education. I think that technology is really, really 
So your message is like the power of collective rather than the power of one. Uh, yeah, I, I, th that's why I sometimes th they ask me sometimes about my political opinions, and I, that's what I'm willing to say about, for example, Trump. I don't like the way. As a role model, I'm not, I won't even talk about politics. I think I, I believe in the power of Nelson Mandela. I believe in the power of Malala Yousafzai, great leaders that are willing to die for their cause. They are, for me, super role models for, for our children, authentic and real and truth with a good cause. And uh, yeah, I think that that are very important things. And in politics, it's also uh, the tone of voice is important. And I think that, that sometimes people do tend to forget that, what it's all about. Really, this life, how are we becoming uh, better and happier? And I think that technology can help us with that. Uh, and, and take electrical cars, take saving the planet. But, yeah. So, um, entrepreneurship or versus corporations? Ooh. What, what do you <laughs> vote for? Yeah, well... Of course, entrepreneurship. My all my talks are around madman versus madman. Tell I, me I, more about it. Yeah, I've been in the corporate world for 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 so long, 25 years. I call it corporate bullshit. Um, that it, pardon it, my language. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm a, I will try to explain that more nicely. Uh, I have worked with two. Uh, it has a history. I've been in big corporations myself as a chief marketing officer. Can you can you just name? The, the corporations you worked for? Yeah, it's Scoot, Telia, Sonera and Telefonica O2. So big, big, big brands. Mm -hmm. When I was 28, I... Uh, I sold three businesses or they were acquired by... Already at 28? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, 38. 38. Did I say 28? No, yes. I started them when I was yeah, 30, yeah. 32. Because like, I understood 27, you were... No, no, I was, I'm still, like, wow. I was still working for big corporations. Good. So, thank you. I was 38 uh, when Sir Martin Sorrell knocked on our door, the founder of the WP Group M, the biggest media advertising communications platform on, uh, on the planet. Uh, I said yes, I learned a lot from him. I saw many big brands from the inside, even bigger global brands from the inside. So when you worked for him, did you like work one-on-one -on -one with him? Often, yeah. Yeah. No, but of course, he's too busy to be dedicated to someone. What, but still, if he takes time to... Um No, he, 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 he's a very smart guy. He's the admin on the planet. He built that network by himself in 33 years' time to the biggest platform on the planet. So he's a superb entrepreneur who was recently, six months ago, kicked out by the shareholders out of his own network, which oh. I find horrible and disgusting. But What does that tell you? Well, that, that, that money rules the world. People planet profit. Sometimes it's profit planet people. The, the good thing, though, is... Martin well, we could see it in many companies like that. I mean, even yeah. Steve Jobs was kicked out. Yeah, but that's basically the same. The cooler thing, why Sir Martin Sorrell is in a way cooler than, than Steve Jobs. He is 73 now. It happened six months ago. He's such a super entrepreneur, so powerful and driven that... Instead of going on a pension and a long, well-deserved holiday, he went into the market. He's Sir Martin Sorrell, so his name is also uh, royal now. And he raised 500 million more and started a new network. And he acquired a Dutch company for 300 million media monks. So this guy is 73 and he starts a new WPP. Well, But you would never go that route. You would never work for a corporation anymore, right? 
Well, in the com- corporation, let me rephrase no, it. No, no. I tried to help them. I tried to... S- but the, the, the question you asked was, why would you choose entrepreneurial above yes. um, corporations? Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of big brands, really big, big, powerful brands, crumble, fall down, go bankrupt. And a lot of people say, yeah, digital transformation and this and that. And No, it's arrogance, laziness. And, and they th- big is only good when big is smart. And I've seen, I've met so many big brands that are completely addicted. Big is only good, good when big, when is, big smart. is smart. Otherwise, it's slow, fat and lazy. And, and That's a tweetable moment. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, no. Completely. No, but I see a lot of brands that are just arrogant and they say Airbnb is nothing. It's unprofessionalism and Google or Facebook. Ah, who cares? And Jeff Bezos is an idiot. No, there is something big going on in the world. And the big corporations for 60 years, madmen, have become very successful solely relied on advertising, which is now becoming a dangerous addiction. You cannot become a big company in the new world with only advertising. Simply doesn't work. People don't believe you anymore. Uh, if you have because ho- they can tune out they don't have to listen anymore like before yeah also but they don't believe it anymore because mm-hmm. we have been lying for too long and, and if advertising was of course I call it lipstick on a pig you can have <laughs> a beautiful nice little pig you can sh- schmook it up with lipstick and dress is still a pig and that's what people know and with social media it's power to the people so if you have a little local restaurant here in Belgrade and it's nice, people will tell each other, go there, the service is nice, the food is great. Uh, so the word of mouth is more powerful than any Now other with social tool. media, yeah, it's the, the biggest, uh, the amplification and the power of that. If you have a, let's say, a restaurant with 44 two-star reviews because the food sucks and the, and the service is shitty, people will say to you, no man, the, I saw the commercial and the campaign, it's a nice restaurant and and if you then go to the internet and see the reviews you will never go there Mm. so advertising no longer is the powerful thing for any brand but isn't that misused because you now can buy as a competitor you can buy that and you can send people to to you know (laughs) down your reviews it's very tricky now uh, yeah especially for to the know younger what's generation honest. yeah 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 yeah. well the president of the US is lying a lot so that, that is the role model for the world <laughs> if, yeah, fake it till you make it mm. Mark Zuckerberg is lying all the time but he says sorry eight times he steals and cheats and he takes your date and he, and he sells it to political leaders that are pretty shady or addicted and then he says sorry and, and, and we, we say okay and we're all still on Facebook so I, I don't know who's crazy. I think I am. But, but yeah, what you're mentioning is, of course, referring to the social influencers. People who have yeah, we never, had a nice chat about yeah, yeah, it. People <laughs> who have never, it's, you know, not all of them. Some are very nice and, 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 and cool and they make funky content that the TV network should have done way back. Of course, I was there part of the madman in Cannes with a big... Uh, TV networks and the big ad agency CEO said, "Ah, Igor, you're crazy. YouTube videos, cat videos. No, man, that's that's just a hype. No, there's new consumers who are not couch potatoes, willing to sit and to to listen to your bullshit programs. But 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 yeah, they they are sort of in control. Eh? It, it was controlled media, and now the internet is an uncontrolled medium where everybody can have a voice. The difficulty though is in the world of influencers." 
that there is also people that have a, a very nice or good looking body and a nice bikini and they go on Instagram and, and they earn a lot of likes and now they have influencers and now the big brands are throwing money at them. Advertising 2.0, again, addicted to advertising. We are buying and bribing for likes. This There is, is a, another trend that I've noticed. It's like being very sarcastic or ironic, you know, and... and tweeting or, or sending messages that are funny or that are um, mocking people. Yeah. Um, that's also a very big hit and they are somehow unknown people that are influencers like yeah. the accounts that have like huge following. Yeah. Now I make a few, I, I distinct, I had a social media agency, I sold it in 2008, mm -hmm. I still worked for it for a few more years, I, w I was done with it because of the things that you, that you are also explaining, big brands Coca-Cola, we are bigger than Pepsi, mine is bigger than yours, wow, how cool, we have more fans than you have, wow. I look at key opinion leaders, do the people really have a track record, are they trustworthy, have they achieved anything? If it's a nice looking boy or girl, I can see that he's fit or an athlete. Doesn't make him very influential yet. They have a lot of fans. If I would uh, run around naked in Belgrado, I will have a lot of fans and followers too. <laughs> Does it make me... You're an very confident. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, because look at that idiot. Does it make me an influencer? No, not really. I influence nobody. But, but I have a lot of fans and so followers. So who are influencers today then? What's that term standing for? No, but I think influencer in the name, uh, it derives from the 70s, 60s, where the Westwood, Wedgwood Porcelain Company did their first brand celebrity endorsement campaigns. Later, of course, it became the athletes. And then in the 1960s, 60s television came. So the television people became famous. Now we have Kim Kardashian and, uh, and other people, Kylie Jenner. But you, you've noticed, and we've talked about it actually also in sports, but in terms of uh, the family Kardashians, they actually built their businesses based yes. on the yes. Um, yes. being famous, just yeah. being famous. And yeah. how do they call them? They're famous for being famous? Or? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they are. She made 45 million last year with her online store. Mm. So that's doing a, her husband, Kanye, is shouting to 50 million people that Trump is the greatest president ever. So oh, yes? I, I hope he's not that <laughs> influential. But... but, but Uh, there are. I, I know. I happen to know a Chinese girl. She's 23. She made 46 million last year in uh, in 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 being a social influencer or with a web shop. Now the thing is, I, I hope people that understand that you probably will. Not everybody that plays tennis is a Novak Djokovic. Not everybody that plays football like me. I wanted to be a Cristiano Ronaldo, but I was not. And I think people should realize also my children. I tell them, not everybody can be Kylie Jenner or Kim Kardashian. I know you all wanted to be, but try to focus at another career as well. Like so try to be authentic you rather than... No, all, but also, the, the, because my grandparents always told me, Igor, your football career is very nice, but newsflash, if you break your knee tomorrow, it's over. So what will you do then next? What's your plan B? Yeah, and nobody has a plan B that is really only solely focused and becoming the next influencer and for me uh, I, I have the power to be disliked I don't want uh, many followers it's nice if people want me for who I am and, but I, I, I think Nelson Mandela is a great leader did he have a lot of followers no so can people towards really the end of life yes Yeah, of course, still. And Malala has a huge following. Mm. But mm. because she's Malala, because she has a purpose, and because she was willing 
to give her life for the power of But maybe that's the message people follow that they connect with. The purpose, having the strong purpose is what drives people towards mm, you. I, I wish that was the case. But, but, but for a lot of people in social media influencers and all the brands jumping on the bandwagon, showing money at, can, do you have a huge following? Can you promote my brand? That's mostly girls and boys with a good looking body in a bikini on Instagram. Mm. Not, not people with a purpose that will be willing to save so lives. So people don't really know what the purpose means rather than... No. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, maybe logic. So how would you... They're too young to know, I think. Mm. If you're 14 years old. But they they are uh, served um, through the internet and the power of social media. A lot of power. I don't um, know. Yeah, depending on... Well, how, you become millionaire at 21. Yeah, but, but today with the technology and innovation. Yeah, but that's only three influencers we know: Kim Kardashian, Kylie Jenner, and the Chinese girl. That doesn't necessarily mean that all other six billion people on this planet will become influencers. <laughs> Reality you check. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I had an experience just um, a few months ago where I just didn't know how the people how people live today because mm. of the social media. But for instance, the YouTube has huge power, and people are actually renting fake houses and apartments just so they yeah. can act out their stories yeah. you know so they can still yeah. have a different life and fake it till you make it fake it till you make yeah. it so you you would assume you would assume that um we is that the right path to go to like for instance how do entrepreneurs share their message oh that's a and good become one. powerful no i think there is with a, the tools they have yeah you know, I think we, we talked about it before a little. Uh, I, I don't have the wisdom. I do, I'm not judgmental. I am sometimes, but uh, uh, I think somebody higher up here is the one that you You're judges. opinioned. You have yeah, very, strong opinion. Very opinioned. Right. Uh, but, but I don't know if that opinion... Yeah, I have opinion. My son, 17 years old, recently said, Dad, you're this old school dinosaur. You were raised by your grandparents and you still believe in this world that is becoming authentic and for real. But newsflash that you're the dinosaur. Donald Trump is the president of the US. We have influencers. There is fake news. Maybe this is the new world. I don't want to believe it, but he could be right. But you know, I, I'm, I'm listening to you and I, I, I know you've said that, but you know, the dinosaurs today are actually crocodiles and little reptiles. So yeah. they transformed into something that's going to survive. They might be small, but there are many of them. And yeah. if they unite, they would do many powerful things. So that's yeah. maybe why you um, made the community, comunidad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, that's the, why the, you believe in communities. Yeah, also, and I also believe in, 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 in long term. I believe that the, the, in, in the long term power of purpose that people are really rooted because I see a lot of bloggers and influencers that are already at home with the burnout because if they don't have enough likes, they will probably leave it and, and, and it's not really rooted if you have a cause. And, a, a, and I, I think that the new entrepreneurs the people that are leading the new world, even changing all our political, financial and economical and educational systems are the top entrepreneurs, the Bill Gates, the, the, the Elon Musk, the people with the radical vision, the power to execute. And, and only one thing, uh, people, planet, profit. I really believe that Elon Musk is here, that he really wants to change the course of the world. He was the first one that ever started to talk about uh, uh, universal basic income, UBI. I never heard it in politics before. He says that, that poverty should be 
gone within five years. And he said, together we can make that happen. So I believe in your foundation, Bill and Melissa Gates Foundation. These are top serial entrepreneurs and people with a, with a heart, a soul and a purpose. Uh, and I, I, my role in that is that I want to activate and inspire as many crocodiles as we can <laughs> to, to, to take back the world and, and, and a world that is a more beautiful and better place. And where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? Well, I, I wouldn't suggest that they connect with me. <laughs> no, no, maybe if the well, money, yeah. you know, using the digital terms like uh, yeah, you know, yeah. what are your the social media channels you use, w your website. Oh, I hate social. Where media, are you man. doing? Yeah, speed? yeah, yeah. How can you hate it? It's well, your job. No, it's not. No, my my job is to tell stories, and I don't care about the channels. And and uh, no, I love social media, of course, in a way. But it's because of what we see around us. Mm. Sometimes it makes me even noisy. My website, egobeuker.com. I, I have a, a pretty okay Twitter following, so yeah. But I also have the power to be disliked. I think that's more about, I dare to say it how it is. I am an independent. I will never win a popularity contest probably, <laughs> but I don't give a shit. So. What, is, what did uh, Jeff Bezos said about your tactics? Were oh, you well, but, but I think he's the most brilliant entrepreneur on this planet. And, and, and maybe injustice what is what I got from my grandparents financial analysts and journalists have been bashing Jeff Mesos in the media for 20 years mm. really offensive he's an idiot the company is not profitable enough Jeff Bezos is a radical visionary he's the smartest man on the whole planet mm. and, and, and he's kicking ass in almost every industry and, and yeah I what did you learn from him? <laughs> um, well persistence uh, the, the most beautiful quote I've ever heard from him, and that's really also my uh, backbone, I think. Oftentimes, invention requires a long-term willingness to be misunderstood. My story is about the impact of the fourth industrial revolution. Until I sold my first businesses, you know what people said? He's a radical vision. He's an idiot. Uh, so the line between having a vision and being a complete and utter idiot is really, really thin. <laughs> and and, and, and you got to dare to go that line. Dare to be different. That's why I love mm. to your conference. Mm. And that's why I think that a lot of people listening believe in yourself. They, they will call you all kinds of names. People will try to slow you down and stop you down. Always think about Jeff Bezos. Mm. Long-term willingness to be misunderstood. And if there is one thing that you want to be remembered for, Ooh. what would that be? Well, I have my reviews and in that way I, I care for social media. But how other people view my vision is, is that you, that we really stop, should start be, stop pointing at politics and stop pointing at everyone else. We have social media and instead of, of trending Justin Bieber and Kim Kardashian, we should use it as a collaborative ecosystem and make this world a better place. Crowdfunding, uh, help each other build communities, really do it uh, change the world and what is the best campaign lately that you have Ooh. witnessed yeah it's a controversial one of course but I'm a rebel I I, I really wrote a lot about uh, the Nike Kaepernick campaign mm -hmm. and a lot of people were judgmental and they said boycott Nike and uh, Nike threw a boomerang and Nike this and Nike that. I think Nike is a brand with a heart and a soul that, that, that they really stand for something. Mm -hmm. And the campaign, or the campaign, the, the gesture they made maybe, 
they, they, they give them an all-time high. The Nike stock is the highest in the last 53 years. So I believe in brands that really want to do good, change the world, uh, make it cleaner, make it a better place. I think that a lot of brands that really stand for something, people, planet, profit, not only profit, that they're going to be big, really big. Do you, do you want to name a few that... Yeah, I think there is a lot of uh, ones. I think that, that for me, very important, the Tesla, Elon Musk, it changed the whole industry, a very old traditional car industry that said now it will last for 20, 30 more years. I think Elon Musk and Tesla gave, gave us all the idea that a new brand that hardly existed and nobody knew it, it's impossible in branding and marketing what he achieved in hardly 10 years time he he took he, he he changed the opinion of the world he shook up the car market and the car industry do you know that my dog is named tesla no well, from nikola tesla exactly, from the airport yeah, exactly. yeah 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 he's the the son of ours <laughs> oh that's smart. is he a clever dog absolutely yeah very clever nice. and crazy like electricity uh, yeah yeah nice <laughs> Yes. Well, thank you very much for today's conversation. I wish I had more time with you, but they are waving at me. Oh, they are? Yes. Oh. So, um, thank you. Yeah, I really pleasure enjoyed. to be here. Thank you very much for the invitation. I really enjoyed this trip. Thank you. And please do uh, look for Igor and um, listen to his bold talk. Thank you. Jelena Djokovic, Original Glass. You've been listening to the second season of Original Voice, a podcast created by the Original Platform. Through Original Platform, we want to promote authentic individuals whose dedicated work is changing the world and making it a better place. You can address all your questions and suggestions to our email org. You will find in the description of this episode all our contact details and make sure to follow us on our website originalmagazine.com and our social networks so you don't miss our new episodes. My name is Jelena Djokovic and you are listening to The Original Voice, a podcast created by The Original Platform. Welcome!